Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Pastor, so good to have you here with us. Um, we met in 2018 and you invited me to come out to India and I came in 2019 and then we brought a team in 2020. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, Pastor, your family, you know, just a little bit about that. Uh, thank you, Pastor Leon, for having me. Such a joy to spend time with you and the church. Mm. It was an awesome time and a special Sunday. And I'm so glad I was here. And uh, many of you know, my name is Ebenezer Shastri. I come all the way from uh, South India. And uh, I was ministering in the place called Eluru, where we started a ministry in 2002 named Carmel Ministries. Mm -hmm. And I'm married uh, having blessed with one wife and two sons, <laughs> okay. and <laughs> and one my, one of my boy was uh, working as a pastor alongside with me. Another pa other uh, son is a, a dental surgeon, just finished his course. This is all about my family Great. back home in India. Great. When I met you in 2018, you kindly invited me out. I didn't know anything about you, and then when I came in 2019 and saw the ministry, I was blown away. Tell us. A little bit. I mean, we haven't got enough time to tell us all. Tell us some of the highlights of, 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 of what you do, the work that you do, the range of the work that you do there in Andhra Pradesh. Yeah. Uh, this morning, I just want to take this time of opportunity to share what we are doing. In 2002, actually, I got saved in 1994, and I finished my training, and I came back as a full-time minister in 1995. And ever since, I started to work in different organizations, and then in 2002, with the call of the Lord, I have started the ministry called Carmel Ministries. Uh, we were involved in church planting ministry. Actually, we started with seven people, and wow. now we ended up in planting 65 churches in wow. rural and tribal villages. Wow. We have a team wow. of 48 pastors wow. working in rural and tribal villages. That's wow. what we do with church planting. Mm. And we also involved in uh, running a children's home we have an uh, orphan and destitute children home. We have 50 children in the home uh, where uh, lives has been transformed when they come to the home. We have a girl. We picked up the girl from a dustbin at the day of five days wow. age, and now she's a nurse. Wow. And that's wow. what God is doing uh, through the children home. And also we have a Bible college. We train people. We train young men and women. We send them back to the villages. That's how, because in India, every village has a own language. So it's difficult for me to go to every village. So we bring them, the young people from those villages, we train them, and we send them back to the villages. Mm -hmm. And also we have an adolescents, uh, girls, and boys' children home, uh, where because of the lot of charities, they do children homes, mm -hmm. but after 16 years, and we don't know what they're going to. Yeah. But now we have bring them to our children home, not only with the children home kids, but there are also a lot of children who are in the rural villages not had a privilege of going for colleges. Mm. So we bring them back and we help them to give training in nursing, medical lab technician, computer courses. Mm. And that helps us to stop children being worked as a servant maids mm. or sold to the sexual trade yeah. or just waste their young life. But so far, by God's grace, we have trained 665 girls wow. in the community. You wow. go to any hospital in our county, you find one of our graduates who studied in Carmel Vocational College. Wow, that's amazing. And we also work with uh, uh, lepers. We also work with HIV children. Mm. 
And above all, we had a great ministry, media ministry. We started a television channel. And there's a blessing in disguise, you know. <laughs> Somebody stopped our meeting. It ended up in starting a television channel miraculously. And now, even this service has been aired. I hope a lot of people are watching. And we are blessed by that ministry. Every Sunday, during COVID, every Sunday, we got around 80,000, 70,000 watching our services. 80,000 yes, people. Sir. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so this is what we do back home in uh, our ministries. Pastor was here. Pastor was there. Yeah, yeah. And I wish sometime you will be there as well. Yeah, amazing. I mean, I, I've been to some of these churches as well, these rural churches, tribal churches, yeah. and some incredible stories, which we maybe not have time to share. But, but what God is doing is amazing. Pastor, how, how was it for you in COVID? Because yeah. it was tough for everybody. Yeah, I know. But I know for you guys, because it wasn't just COVID. So just tell us how it was. Yeah, you. COVID was tough for everywhere in the world. But where I am living, it was uh, too hard. Especially in the second wave, it hit very strongly. And we have lost many of our pastors. A lot of our pastors died during COVID. Some of my very good friends who were very close to me, uh, I have to lose them. Even in my family, we have gone through a lot of severe uh, uh, trouble in during the second uh, wave of COVID. And uh, at, uh, not only with the COVID, after COVID, we have locusts that have come on the fields and it is terrible. When you and say locusts, sorry, uh, swarms of locusts that were like kilometer yeah, wide. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so carry on. Yeah. And then after three days, we can walk on the locust on every street. <laughs> wow. uh, that was terrible. And also uh, we have floods after that. Floods after Floods. the locusts. Yeah. Wow. And so one after the other, it was literally a mm. depressing moment yeah. for whole of these six months because of the COVID, we lost some people, we lost some of our very good friends and pastors, then on the fields, then on the floods. It was a continuous attack. Mm. So it was so difficult time, mm. but uh, it's all the prayers of godly people mm. that has brought us thus far. Amen. Wow. We thought we had it bad in COVID as well. And that's like a whole different thing. Pastor, just what, what, are, what are some of the God moments that you've experienced? This is Pentecost. <laughs> this is the day we celebrate the coming yeah. of the Spirit, the supernatural presence of God. Yeah. J just give us one or two God stories. Yeah, if I start t telling this, it, the day won't be enough. <laughs> so we have such a great testimonies of what the Lord is mm. doing. If you go to my website and you see our Bible college building or any of the buildings, mm. you will be amazed of that. And, uh, and many people think that it's a very rich organization. Mm. But every building, every ministry of Carmel Ministries, I title that as a miracle of the Lord. Mm. Because we experience great miracles in our ministry. When we are building this uh, children's home building in the girls' dormitory in the Bible college, we are nearly, we are a lot of lacking funds to do that. Mm. And I had a privilege of going to New Zealand in a miraculous way for the Elim Conference. And I preached in nine churches and nobody has interest, shown interest in the project. <laughs> and 10th day, I was preaching in a church like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, one, uh, an altar call, 50, 60 people came. And one young man gave me an envelope with an offering. Okay. Maybe 17, 18 years. I was not interested thinking that what this young man can give. Yeah. And I just went home. I thought that, oh, without money going home, that's fine, but I don't want to go with the dirty clothes. Let me put my clothes in the washing. So forgetting the envelope he gave and all the money I got and credit and debit card, I put that in the washing machine. 
And after five minutes, I got it, and I can't do anything. And after 15 minutes, I, I removed the shirt, and my debit, credit, and all the money, what I have cut into pieces. To my surprise, the envelope which that boy gave was not even wet. Wow. And I opened it, and that was $35,000, which we needed for the building. Wow. <laughs> Is it not amazing? <laughs> So the miracle has not stopped there. On the way, we are coming to the airport. I stopped in a bookshop. And the uh, shopkeeper was talking to me. What are you doing? Mm. I'm explaining all the ministry I'm doing. He said, do you mind if I give you some books? I said, give me two or three. And he said, don't worry about it. God spoke me to give you two containers of books. Two containers of yeah. books. How many books did he give you? <laughs> It's 17,000 books. <laughs> That's a lot in your hand luggage, right? Yeah. 17,000 <laughs> 17, books. Wow. And the, my doubt, always when God is doing miracles, we have some doubts in your mind. Yeah. And when that man said, I'll give you two containers of books, I said, who will pay the freight? <laughs> who will do the transport? And to my surprise, there is a man in the shop who never knew. He said, do you mind if I pay? Wow. He came and paid $4,000 to transport you to my place and I spent not even a single penny. I got 17,000 books in the library yeah. in Carmel Bible College today. Wow. Wow. And these are some of the wow. stories that inspires yeah. me every yeah. time yeah. because it is not uh, the things that we do drives us. It is the God's miracles and it's God's yeah. favor that yeah. drives us even in the difficult times. Wow. That's so good, Pastor. Wow. Amazing. And I've been to that Bible at college and yeah. seen all of those books there yeah. as well. It's amazing. Just, um, uh, just before I pray for you and you share with us, um, what's the big challenge for you at the moment? Coming out of COVID, where you are, what's the, what's the big God miracle that you need to happen in the next, this next season? Yeah, in, uh, after COVID, you all know that there are a lot of changes in the ministry yeah. everywhere. Uh, in India, you know that everywhere, a lot of persecution exists in India mm. about church. But the persecution has changed its form okay. from physical to emotional or demoralizing the people. Okay. So they are sending some people to the church and creating problem purposefully. Wow. They are sending a people and when we pray, we say that, are you healed? As they say, they're healed. And they go to television and say, I'm not even sick. And they made okay. up a story with it. Okay. So things are changing. Uh, the persecution has changed its color. Mm. So... Mm. We need the grace of God and favor of God to yeah. cope up with these situations. Okay. And always, it's always a challenge financially, yeah. even it here or everywhere, yeah. it is challenges. But after the COVID, losing a lot of jobs, a lot of business has gone down, churches attendance has gone down. So these things really challenging us in the days, uh, now and in the days to come. So we, we ask you to please pray for us yeah. and especially please pray for revival in India. Amen. We need a great move of mm. God in India mm. because even today we say, officially they say 3%, but I believe it is 8% to 9% Christianity in India okay. because a lot of work has been carried out, but still 90% has to be reached. Yes. So we, are, we want you to please pray that God move mightily in the land of India that many souls will save mm. and the great harvest will come in the land of Amen. India. Amen. 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 And, and you're building another building at the moment. You need to build another yeah. building and it's almost there. <laughs> yeah. We started in a COVID situation yeah. because uh, where I am living, uh, we have children home and school and church in one building. 
but legally were not permitted to do the church and school in the same place. Right. So we were asked to move and we started a new building there. Mm. Now mm. it's in the process. We put all the roofs now. Mm. We are uh, about to finish and we need a big miracle to complete the building. Amen. Well, you have seen miracles in yeah. your ministry and, yeah. and God is, is, is able to do more Amen. miracles. Pastor, let, let's pray for you yeah. and then we'd love to hear yeah. from you. Father, we thank you for this amazing man of God and for, for Manny, his wife, and for his children and for the ministry and for all of those people that stand with them. And Father, we thank you that today we know and we recognize and we see visibly that we are part of a global family, a global church. It's not just us in our small corner, but God, we are part of your family. And Lord, as Pastor shares with us from your word, we, have, we want to have open hearts and open minds to receive from you through him and God, we pray that you would speak to us through your servant today. And God, we pray for that nation of India. Father, over 1.3 billion people on that, in that continent, subcontinent. Father, we pray for an incredible move of God. And Lord, on Pentecost Sunday, we speak that, Lord, and we say, God, do more, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless you, Pastor. Thank you. Share with us. Thank you again. Good morning. <laughs> After that, everybody was very silent. I know that. <laughs> but it's the day of Pentecost. What a day it is to be here in the presence of the Lord. Once again, thank you and also thank Pastor Leon. Thank you all the church for standing with us and supporting us. And every support you do transform the lives of the people. Amen. So today, I just want to run quickly the word which God has given to me this morning. We know that today it's a day of uh, Pentecost. Uh, uh, don't expect a great preach from me because uh, I'm not good at English. My English is only good when I have a person who don't know English. <laughs> <laughs> and my preach is so good when there is no preacher before me. <laughs> but here, Pastor Leon, Pastor Steve, wonderful people before me. So it's so terrible time. I'm just feeling like I'm in a lion's den preaching today. So, and also, it's so difficult for an Indian preacher to preach 20 minutes. <laughs> it's so hard. Our service was two and a half hours, and we preach one hour. We had a seminar going in our Bible college. One of the preachers gone for two hours preaching. And then a small break, and we went off. And one student, after the break, we came. And on the blackboard, there's a big statement by one of our students. He wrote, blessed are the preachers who speak less. They will be invited again and again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't want really to teach to my student. I learn from my students. So, I will be very precise this morning what I need to share. So, the day of Pentecost, we all know that the Spirit of the Lord has come down all the way from heaven to earth. We always see it is an incident or an event. We make it as an event. The present day churches are very much good in making things as an event. But the Spirit of the Lord that has come down all the way from heaven to earth is not an event. It is a plan and purpose of the Lord. For the church, God has a plan for everyone and God has a plan for the church. Today, just I want to speak on why did the Holy Spirit come down all the way from heaven to earth? What is the need for the Spirit of the Lord to come down? Quickly, can you read or let's go to the Bible if you have a Bibles or electronic Bibles, whatever it is, please turn your Bibles to book of Exodus. 
chapter 3, verse 1 to 8. I don't want to read all this, but I will read verse 10. Come now, therefore, I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And also I read the fifth verse. Then he said, do not draw near to this place. Take your sandals off your feet. For the place where you stand is holy ground. Amen. So this morning I just want to say a few things to you. Why the Holy Spirit has come down. First one, the Spirit of the Lord has come down to give you the identity. See, this morning, the world, if you see across the world, there is a big crisis. When we talk about crisis, we talk about the crisis of leadership, crisis of finances, crisis, you talk about crisis, you name anything is a crisis now. Because everything looks like crisis. The biggest crisis we've gone through in this church or anywhere is that the identity crisis. Somebody want to be powerful. Somebody want to be identified as a beautiful. Somebody want to be identified as a spiritual. So there's a lot of identity crisis wherever we go in our situations. But the identity will not come as we wish. If it comes as we wish, that will be super. But it's not coming like that. But if you see this, you know the story of Moses. Moses was in the Egypt as a prince, as he's a wonderful guy, he's doing all, all the things. But one day he came to know who he is. He killed the person, he ran away from that place. He was with the father-in-law and he was feeding the flock and he's doing all these things. He saw a beautiful vision of God that there is a burning bush to his side. And he suddenly saw it and was so surprised that, is it true? And then he, with, with the, taking off all these uh, confusions, he ran to that place. And he is going to the, that place. On this process, he just got a voice of the Lord saying that, Moses, remove your shoes. That is a holy ground. That's a holy ground. That was surprising to Moses, even to me. Because Moses was not feeding the flock the very first day. He is there for almost many, many years there. He has been across this tree for many days. He has been in this place many days. He fed the flock. He walked with the shoes many days, many times in those places. But he never saw that it's a holy place. But one thing, when the heavens opened, when the fire came on the tree, the normal tree became a holy tree that became an identified tree even to the Moses. And God said, that is a holy place. The reason why I... I am explaining this is that we may be thinking that we're an ordinary people. That's true, we are ordinary people. We are nobody in the community. We are nobody in the society. But once the Holy Spirit comes on you, when you fill by the power of the Lord, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you will never be the same again. The ordinary will become extraordinary. The normal will become supernatural. By the grace of God and the power of the Lord, you will be identified across the globe. Amen. So you always, uh, I remember Apostle Paul. When Apostle Paul was doing, before Paul, when he was Saul, and he used to kill all the people, what is that for? Maybe an idea for the identity? That they want to be something, looked as a better person in the Sanhedrin, or in the people among uh, the leaders? He wanted to be identified, but he was never identified until and unless the Holy Spirit has come on him. When the Holy Spirit touched him, even after the 2,000 years we are talking about Paul, the Spirit of the Lord filled Paul and that brought identity in the life of Paul. 
So this morning, you maybe sometimes feel that I am left out. Many times I preach in television, so a lot of calls I receive. I received a call from one lady. She always, she cries like anything because I was married since 20 years. I worked all my life for my family. I cook for my family, but they never recognize me. But they never identify me as a person. They always see me as a slave. There may be a position where you are now that your office may don't look you at. Your family may don't look you at. But still I'm telling you that your identification will come only when you're filled by the power of the Lord. And the world can't ignore the people who were filled by the Lord. Peter, when he's a man with fishing, nobody has looked at him. Everybody ignored him. He's a normal man. When he was filled by the Holy Spirit, and there comes, he was identified across the globe. We talk about Peter. The Spirit of the Lord come down to make you identified, to recognize you, to add value to your life. And secondly, I just want to run very quickly. The Spirit of the Lord has come down to give you a reminder. To give you a reminder. Seventh verse, if you say, God is speaking to Moses saying that, Moses, go now. Can you all say this word with me? Go now. Oh, this is not the word from me. This is a word from the Lord to Moses. And don't think that it is only for word for the Moses. Actually, Moses, we remember that Moses killed a person and ran away, which means he was so passionate about who he is. He's so passionate about what he is doing. What, what he wants to be identified. He wants to become the child of God. He has all the things in his mind, but due to the situations, he ran away from that place. He was there almost 40 years. Honestly saying, he was struck there. He was struck in fear. He struck in the, the confusion he had. He has nothing to do, but don't think Moses is bad. He has a good intentions that he wants to be called as a child of God. In Hebrew, it was clearly said that it, he, he felt that it is good to be called as a child of God, rather experience the, uh, the riches of this world. Moses was so passionate and he's so good, but once he come there, maybe he was, he was thinking that, okay, what happened is happened, let me be comfortable here. What has happened, happened, let me be here. He may be having fear in his mind that somebody may, may come and pick me from here. So with that things, he was, he was struck there, he's not doing anything, just feeding the flock. Then the Spirit of the Lord has come down all the way from heaven to remind why he has come down from all the way from Egypt to here. It is not the Spirit of the Lord saved you not to stuck in your fears, not to stuck in your confusions. There is a mission of God for every saved person is that go now because my people are suffering. So in the world, in the community, in the place where you live, the places you are surrounded by, there are a lot of people who have been struggling, who have been under severe pressure. It is, the, it is the point for the church to remember that we are the people who need to go and rescue the people. Many times we are struck in our comforts, struck in our fears, struck in our success. Or some people say success is good, but it is so dangerous if you don't handle the success. Success is good, comforts are good, but if you are struck in that, 
But thank God we have a God, even when we are struck, he is willing to come down all the way from heaven to earth to remind you that there is a mission for you. Amen? So I don't know how many are willing to take up that mission. Maybe this Pentecost Sunday, God is reminding us that we have a mission. As a church, don't think that we are only a people for Sunday. We are not called for Sunday. We are called for our lifetime to rescue the people who are perishing across the globe. That may be praying for the people. You may not be going everywhere to the world as Pastor Leon travels, you know. Pastor Leon is a good traveler. I'm so bad at traveling. <laughs> he, he likes, because he's not going for fun, you know. Wherever he goes, he preaches the gospel. His passion is to save souls. What a great blessing to have a pastor who has a mind to save souls. Amen? Amen. And I mean it. I mean it. A lot of people are not having a heart for the perishing souls. Traveling is not easy. People think it's one, it's not easy. Especially when you're on mission. Losing all your comforts, losing all your time. And you go for one reason, on God's mission. On God's mission. It's not only for one person, for the whole church, the mission is same. So dear friends, the Pentecost has come down to remind you who you are, what you are, where you to go, what you need to do. So this morning, take that reminder and do what God was expecting from us to do. Amen? And thirdly, I want to run very quickly that uh, I, I'm not having, I like one thing about this church is there is no wall clock in this church. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> yeah, all right. The one thing I said to my church, buy everything, don't buy a wall clock. <laughs> I hate it. Third one, the Spirit of the Lord has come down to help you to, the, to, help you to bear spiritual fruit. Christian life is not a set of rules. Christianity is a lifestyle. You know? You see that lifestyle God expects us to is to live with love, patience, joy, endurance. These are all we put together as a fruit of spirit. And is it possible for a normal man to have this, all these characters in our life? We try, we try all our life, but we can't do it. But the Spirit of the Lord has come down all the way from heaven to earth because only the people who are filled by the power of the Spirit, they only can bear the spiritual fruit. Without having the Spirit, we can't bear the spiritual fruit. I have an young boy in the Bible college who always come to me and ask me for prayers. Hey, what's your prayer need, man? He said, please pray that I have a spiritual, spiritual gifts. How many, are, how many of you want spiritual gifts? Yes, everybody, I know that. But there is a problem here. Everybody is looking after having spiritual gifts. But I'm telling you that without having spiritual fruit, you will never get a spiritual fruit. That's why Jesus said that. Jesus didn't say that those who don't have spiritual gifts will go to hell. Jesus said, if you are not having the spiritual fruit, you will be cut off and put into fire. So today the church is opposite. We are running after the gifts, not after the fruit. So we need spiritual fruit for us to live as a person who can transform the society. 
so that's the reason god knew the incapability what we have for to produce a spiritual fruit through our lives and in our life god has opened the heaven and sent his holy spirit for us to enable to receive the spiritual fruit so that we live as a spiritual being in the community to make the difference and to show christ to the society so this morning as we come to the house of the lord believing that this is a pentecost and the power of the lord is on us finally i want to say one thing that the spirit of the lord has come down all the way from heaven to earth to reveal god to us amen the revelation is so important please say this word revelation is so important we always want to hear from someone that's good always to hear in some someone but if you want to know the things of the lord only the spirit of the lord will reveal the things to you amen and if you see first corinthians 2:11 no one comprehends the thought of god expert the spirit of god the disciples were asking the same stuff the jesus was asking the disciple what do people think of me and everybody said moses elijah and peter said that you are the son of living god and jesus never said oh, oh you're super and said jesus said the spirit of the lord has revealed it to you so if you want to receive something from heaven you need to be filled by the power of the holy spirit so this morning as we are in the house of the lord on the day of pentecost the spirit has come down all the way from heaven to earth is to remind you about the call of god on your life the spirit of the lord has come all the way from heaven to earth is to give you identity and value in your life the spirit of the lord has come all the way from heaven to earth is to give you that revelation to your life so will you take this moment to ask the lord to fill me with your power lord and that is your prayer and holy spirit will not come from anywhere now it is there among us it is only the moment you say that lord fill me with your power open up your heart and open up your voice and say that lord fill me everybody on your feet please just look to the lord and pray just ask the lord just one moment take a moment and ask please fill me lord please fill me lord if you can open up your voice doesn't there is not a problem please be open to the spirit of the lord 2000 years ago the spirit has come down on this earth but if it is not in your heart and this is a time where you need to ask lord fill me lord this one word just with an open mind lord fill me lord fill me lord yeah fill me lord fill me lord fill me lord just hallelujah father we thank you lord for the opportunity to share the word about your spirit lord thank you lord for spending your spirit to add value to our life to give identification for the great revelation lord to help helping us to bear the spiritual fruit thank you lord bless everyone who gathered here help us all to receive the power of lord we ask this prayer in and to the name of our lord and savior jesus and everybody say amen amen, amen. thank you very much